Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome in to a Monday edition of Sports Scene. It is the 1st of October. How about that? It is time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Shane Matthews alongside. I'm Steve Russell. Jake is producing our broadcast today. And as we always do on Mondays during the Gator football season, it's our pleasure to bring in the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. He is sponsored by Lake Area Metal Solutions. Coach, uh, I, I tell you what, uh, that, that game Saturday was an old-fashioned slobber knocker SEC game, but a big road win for the Gators, huh? Oh, it's a good win, Steve. That, that gets us uh, right back in the hunt for the Eastern Division. You can, you can lose one, can't hardly lose two, but uh, certainly we've got a fighting chance. Uh, a huge game this week, but uh, our defense is really playing super, no question about it. And uh, our punter, Tommy Townsend, gee, what a job he does every week. And uh, when you play defense like that, Felipe's taking care of the ball uh, much, much better than, than he ever has here. And the offense, uh, you know, made 21st downs, I think it was, and a bunch of yards, didn't get a lot of points, but as it turned out, 13 was good enough. Coach, looking at the game uh, offensively, it looked like, you know, Dan, he knew the – knew what Mississippi State, he knew their personnel. So he looked like to me he kind of out-schemed their defensive coordinator going with like an unbalanced set and basically used the the wide receiver screen. It was more of a numbers game. If, if there's this amount in the box, we're going to throw it out there. If they walk a guy out, we're going to hand it off. Do you feel like Mullen mm-hmm. and his staff kind of out-schemed them uh, from that standpoint? Well, well I've heard so- – Several people say Todd Grantham helps keep Well, that too. Uh, when you get 13, uh, usually you don't brag too much about your offense. But obviously, it was a, it was a sound game. And we made a bunch of first downs and uh, stayed on the field, took care of the ball, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, and it, sometimes you just don't score a lot of points and obviously it wasn't necessary. Uh, but, yeah, obviously the offense uh, had a good plan, good solid plan, executed well. Uh, and the defense, uh, uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, what they've been able to do has, has been fantastic. Yes, yeah, good team win. Good team win all the way around. Steve, you've been through this, you know, coming back to a place that you coached and, you know, coming in with a different team. Uh, I imagine that was emotional for you. Um, big win for Dan Mullen doing that. But uh, was that difficult when you had to do that? It was just another game for you. Well, Dan it was a lot different because he recruited all those guys at yeah. Mississippi State. Uh, when South Carolina played Florida in '05, I'd left after the '01 season, so it'd been four years. I think they had one fifth-year guy on the team that uh, we recruited a little bit. But other than that, I didn't. I didn't know any of those guys. They didn't know me. And uh, so the, the time, you know, the time of four years was a big separation. So, uh, but again, uh, you know, Dan's the play caller also, so his mind's on that, on his team, and, uh, uh, you know, that's just, uh, that's, everybody likes to talk about it, but I don't think it affected him too much. He was trying to do uh, the best he could uh, to help the Gators win the game and all that other stuff take care of itself. It's funny, isn't it, Coach, that uh, when Felipe Franks has made progress, the offense has gotten better. LSU's always had talent, you know, all kinds of NFL guys, but for some reason couldn't get a quarterback, and now they have this Burrow kid, and all of a sudden they're better on offense too. Kind of works that way with the quarterback position, doesn't it? Well, certainly if uh, 
you got a, a quarterback that can take care of it and uh, throw it nicely. And uh, I think both schools have that. And a good scheme of things, a good offensive line, all goes together. Uh, run the ball, offensive line, and quarterback. And uh, it'll be interesting. I don't know what – who's favored in the game this week? Have you seen that yet? I've not seen that. It's close. It was like two point, two and a half, two points. It's close. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if we weren't favored being at home here. Yeah, but anyway, I, it uh, yeah, it's a it's a, it, it it'll be the marquee game in the conference this week. I, I certainly believe. Steve, when the redshirt rule was made at the beginning of the year, I really loved that. It gave coaches a chance to play young players up to four games, and they could stick around. You, you could keep the kids engaged, and now. You have all these guys who are who are transferring. Maybe an unintended unintended consequence of that. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's different. Uh, of course, the uh, transfer rule kicked in about what uh, five, seven years ago. I, when did we start doing that? Uh, maybe ten years ago. Uh, they would graduate, uh, but not just quarterbacks. Uh, mostly just some defensive backs and players from uh, all the positions, really. Uh, but now it's, uh, yeah, that four-game rule that came in this year, uh, to me, it, it is it is interesting. I hate to see a guy leave in the middle of the season like happened at Clemson. But uh, I don't know if he's coming back. What's the latest? Have you heard the latest on him coming back or not? Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Nothing. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything either, but uh, certainly uh, you'd think maybe he'd want to go back with his teammates he'd been with for three or four years. But uh, it is different. Uh, I like the the simple rule that you can play in four games and still get a redshirt year. In the past, you had to find some kind of little injury or sickness <laughs> that the guy had, and yeah. this, that, and the other. So now it's it's clean cut. You can play in four games, and I don't know. I I, I would think maybe it wouldn't be bad to just uh, hold guys uh, all the way if you could, and if it's a close game, you need need a guy let him play, and then hold him another game, and, and maybe just play four out of 12, something like that. But it seems like uh, people that are thinking about leaving, they play the first four and uh, and go from there. But I don't know. It's uh, I hope it doesn't tear up uh, the team concept that most, uh, every, all the coaches are trying to preach, obviously. Uh, but we're, hopefully it doesn't happen here. Coach, i got a last question for you. One of your quarterbacks uh, is sitting right next to me here, known him a long time. When, when you look at Felipe Franks or a fan looks at Felipe Franks, you know, maybe they can see progress. When you were coaching your quarterbacks, Steve, could you see them, you know, making tangible progress throughout seasons and in practice? Could you see that with your guys? Oh, certainly. Uh, we can see it on the practice field first, so yeah. Shane will probably tell you. Uh, yeah, Shane, uh, you know, back a long time ago in 90, uh, on the practice field, uh, we, we all had a long way to go, but through a lot of repetition, as Shane would tell you, we threw the ball about all day in practice. So when the game time came around, it was just, hey, this is what we've been doing in practice all week. Let's just keep doing it. So it didn't take him long. At first game, I think he threw 300-and-something yards, three or four touchdowns, and, and we were off and running with him and Danny and Terry Dean, Rex, Jesse, Doug, uh, all those guys. So if they if they can do it on the practice field and they got confidence, uh, then you just do it on, on the game field. Okay. 
Always our pleasure to have Steve Spurrier here with us every Monday during Gator football season, brought to you by Lake yeah. Area Battle Solutions. Always appreciate you, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Steve. I tell you what, I hope we have a big, big crowd this week uh, in the swamp. This is the biggest game we've had here in a long time. I'm looking forward to watching it myself. All right, we'll see you over right, there. See you guys. Okay, right, thank you, Steve. Yeah, going to do a blue out. Blue out. Blue out. Does that mean we're wearing all blue? I guess that's what that means, uh. yeah. Uh, all right, let's get calls, 392-8255, email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Facebook Live is not working today. Uh, Jonesy, well, I think as a Knowles fan, says, mm-hmm. how about them Knowles? Knowles? I know we got a little help from our friends in Louisville. Thank you. want to ask Gator Nation, if you went out, but all the games are similar to Saturday, would you be happy? Would you rather have a type of game similar to West Virginia and Texas Tech and lose a couple of games? No, I think if winning's the bottom line. Yep. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, under McElwain, a couple of we won, we won a lot, of, a lot of close games kind of like that. But I think if you watch that game, it was different to me because we were, we were calling plays that were giving our kids chances. You know, that is a coach's job is to put a kid in a position to be successful. Yeah. Now, the kid has to go out and execute it, but that's what impressed me the most about that game. Well, scheming, yep. strategy. You could, you could see that and understand and, why they did it. And – you know what I what what I've seen. You know we all know Franks has a big arm, and he's taking shots. But he, as Coach said, he has protected the football well. But it's how Dan is coaching him to play the position and how he's calling plays. It seems like he knows where to go with the football. Yep. Ron says Tiger is favored by three. Um. Well, I mean, were they four? Number four or five in the country? Five. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mark says the last drive, our ends were crashing hard. Fitzgerald couldn't complete a pass. Therefore, being there was a, a minute 40 left in the game, State had two timeouts left. Are you surprised they didn't try and pop a draw play or try to run a screen? Uh, Steiner now has one of the biggest hits in Gator history, a la Lawrence Wright. Yeah, he does. Yep, no doubt. Uh, you know, the, the thing, as Coach said, too, you know, Todd Grantham uh, had a tremendous plan. And it, and it goes back to what I said last Monday or in on our pregame show, I felt like our coaches knew where the weaknesses. Every team has weaknesses. Doesn't matter. I, I, oh, Alabama has some weaknesses that a team can explore. Harder to find, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So they knew the personnel. They knew what they could do. And you know, as some of my Mississippi State friends are saying, Joe Moorhead's getting a little taste of being a coach in the Southeastern Conference. Vincent says low score, good game. Starting to feel good about Frank's defense. All I can say is, wow, coaching makes a difference. You may know the answer to this. Uh, Gorge has had to turn down the volume on the TV. Cowbell's too loud. Anybody know when they can clang and when they're supposed to stop? Well, they're, they're supposed to be a certain time when they can they can ring them, but they don't follow the rules. No. Let's get uh, Daryl. Daryl, hi. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, for your question, a win's a win. If it's three to two, I'm happy. I don't care. As long as we get a win, you know. I don't have to be thrilled with 500 yards of offense, man. Just get the W. I agree. I mean, there, there were wins that I was very frustrated with, you know, the past few years. Uh, and I'm an offensive guy, but I thought knowing what we had to deal with on the defensive line, knowing what we're lacking on the offensive line, um, I thought it was a very good game plan. That's it. The difference yeah. is strategy. The mm-hmm. difference is in understanding the team you're playing and how to scheme against what they're doing. I, we didn't see a lot of that before. No. Hey, Steve, you know, I was listening to a little bit of sports talk out of Mississippi this morning. I like to, you know, pick up the Monday morning talk from the opposing team after a loss. And a lot of their callers out there, even some of the uh, radio hosts, are saying that 
General Moorhead didn't make adjustments. And that's why they're so, you know, upset this morning about that, you know. Don't disagree. And, and, and look, they looked lost. They, they, once they dropped that touchdown pass, I don't know if what happened, but they, their, their play calling, you know, defensively, look, if you, I think if you said to them, we hold a team to 13 points, we win if you're in Starkville. But they were just not imaginative on offense and, you know, almost predictable. And Fitzgerald just looked like he didn't know what was going on. Not blaming him, but they just looked lost offensively. Okay, real quick, I know you got other callers. Upcoming game with LSU this weekend, could you see it being a low-scoring game with them too, or how do you feel about that? I think it's going to be a slobber knocker just like we just saw. I really do. I think uh, Florida's defense is playing extremely well. Uh, they're very similar to us. Even though Joe Burrow's played well at times, um, he's a very smart quarterback, but he's not going to wow you. Uh, they're going to come in here. That's what Ed Ogeron wants to do is bloody your nose, run the football. Uh, so I, I could see it. It's going to be, uh, I hope, like Coach said, hopefully it's a packed house. And uh, we haven't had a game that meant a lot in quite some time. Shane, you know, they put up a lot of points in Ole Miss. Ole Miss' defense, they're terrible, man. Darryl, yeah, me, damn. you, and Steve could go out there and run the football and make yards against Ole Miss's defense right now. <laughs> I All know. Right. It's pitiful, guys. Darryl, right, thank, thank you. Y'all. Yep, appreciate the call. Let's get Larry quickly. Larry, hi. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Good. Uh, I have a question. Or do the receivers look like they have come a long way from the past couple of years? Um, during the game, uh, that quick route, or I guess you would call it a hot route or whatever, to the tight end, that young guy, he Felipe flung it in there and he made a nice catch and then you know, Swain's come a long way, and then that catch Hammond did was awesome. I mean, that ball was on the line, and I thought Hammond made a a really good catch. And I just wanted to get your comments on how far along you think the receivers have come because I think they're doing really well, and I'll take your comments off there. Go get Thank it. you, Larry. I mean, that, that's Billy Gonzalez. I think mm-hmm. he's done a tremendous job. I, I love our receivers. I think, uh, you know, you saw a lot of slant routes. Um you know, we made yards after the catch. They're blocking for one another, which is very important. Yeah, the the one throw we threw a slant to. I, I hadn't seen the kid play all year. Number eighty four. Yeah. Is he a, is he a wide out or a tight end? Tight end. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? But you know, they're use, they're using a lot of people. But you know, Hammond's uh, making some plays. Uh, obviously, Freddie Swain's making plays not only on offense but in the special teams game. So uh, you know, Billy Gonzalez has done a tremendous job with the receivers. Here is the biggest difference I see. And even though most of the throws were either slants or quick outs, right? Basically wide receiver screens. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pass completions of 10 yards or more. And the, the, the routes weren't designed, you know, they're not like corners or – they made the moat. When they threw the ball quick screen, they got yards after the catch. When they threw those slants, they weren't three- and four-yard slants. They were eight, ten, twelve-yard slants. Mm-hmm. So the fact that those guys made all those catches, ten, ten yards or more, that's scheme, that's coaching, that's better receivers, better quarterback. And play. they're playing for one another because, you know, there's a lot of times when, you know, you're out there and you're asked to do all the blocking. You may not be touching the ball, but you're doing your job for your teammate. And you want to know about the tight end. <clears throat> Siante Lewis, Moral Stevens, 
Uh, I, knew Kyle, about, I knew about those guys. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. That guy. So, yeah, see? <laughs> so, there you go. 1219 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry, where the answer is always yes. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.